Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Impact of Influence, The Murdoch Family Murders. This is the unfolding story of a powerful South Carolina family, the mysterious deaths they are linked to, and our quest to bring you the truth. Hello, friend. I am Matt Harris. Seton Tucker, of course, is here. It's Impact of Influence. Grateful that you're spending time with us. Always appreciate it. Reach out, Impact of Influence on Facebook, and uh, you will hopefully rate and review and comment and share the episode and evergreen podcast is uh, the new home of impact of influence and it's time for a guest that will give us a lot of feedback <laughs> yes probably our most controversial guest ever but i always we encourage a good debate and she is back she is Lori murray also known as lawyer Lori, columbia south carolina attorney so we have Lori Murray with us, who is also Lawyer Lori on TikTok with a gazillion followers, and uh, you lit the place on fire, as you always do, but recently <laughs> was your uh, Becky Hill uh, TikTok where you had a lot of things that you were accusing her of or say there are, I don't know if it's rumors about or definites about, how would you phrase what the things you were saying? Uh, probably a little bit of a combination of both. You know, part of it is I have seen the complaint that was filed against her with the Ethics Commission. I have seen the actual complaint. So that part of it is fully factual. Well, is Are complaints open to the public? How did you get a hold of this? Oh, I can't tell you how I got a hold of it. Oh. They are not. <laughs> okay. So they are not. Yeah, they're not it? open. Anybody can file one. Oh. So, I mean, it, it could be a concerned citizen. It could be an employee. It could be a member of the jury. It could be a lawyer. It could be anybody. So, you know, this is one, the judge that was involved in this case too. She's got a, or had at least, I don't know what happened to it, a pending case with the ethics commission as well. Do we know when it was filed or anything like that? I can tell you it was, this one was filed on July the 6th. Well, I'm sorry. This one, she was notified of on July the 6th. Oh, so it's a long time ago, or a while ago, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They do become public knowledge once the investigation is complete and the commission has had a hearing. That has not happened yet. There are two pending complaints against her. I have seen one of them, um, and neither of them have gone to a hearing. But there is an investigator assigned who is investigating those allegations. So in your TikTok video... Which blew my mind. You have the eight things, eight things that um, are problems. And I think the first two we've talked about before, this improper contact with jurors, which, you mm -hmm. know, I think possibly we're going to have some sort of uh, hearing, evidentiary hearing to get to the bottom of that. Um, and then her book, you say that she was notified that she could write this book as long as, as, it didn't arise out of her employment with the state. So what was your take on that? I'm glad you asked that question because I want to be very clear on that. The Ethics Commission is not there to tell you what to do. You can ask them a question 
and you can say, can't like like she did, can I write this book? And they will go and look at the rules and say, here is the rule on that. The rule in this case was you cannot write the book if your ability to write the book arose out of your employment. That's all they told her. They don't say yes or girl, no. No, they yeah. did not. They did not say, girl, go ahead, write that book. Yeah, they right. did not say that. <laughs> they gave her the rule, the rule on it. If it arose out of your employment and your position as clerk of court, then that would be unethical. But maybe she doesn't view the book in that way. Okay, but it's called behind the scenes, girl. How many? How much more? <laughs> I didn't. That's a valid. Scenes. Did you get behind the scenes? That is that is a very valid point. That behind the scenes does does indicate that. that but yeah. yes, I'm told, and I, you know, a lot of again, a lot of what I will say is rumor. But I'm told that she was told by the prosecutors not to write the book. I, I'm told that several people told her not to write this book, and she went ahead and wrote her book. And you, you have to understand that. She absolutely was planning on writing this book from the day this trial started or she, or that photographer wouldn't have been in the courtroom. Well, OK, I want to talk about the photographer because I've read her book. And one of the things about Melissa Gordon, uh, her co-author's wife, who was the photographer in her book, she says that she didn't meet her until the last week of the trial. So were they there the entire six weeks? Because she was my understanding from the complaint again is that she was there every single day. Oh, this is part of that complaint. Yeah, that this says is that. allegations. Okay. So one of the, one of the allegations, allegations were, was that Melissa Gordon received a seat every day and she was the photographer for her book. But right. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that that's going to have to be looked into because in Becky's book, she says she didn't meet Neil or Melissa until the very last week. So I think that that is something that I guess... We'll be investigating. We'll about. be investigating. Well, that's part of the yeah. That's part of the investigation. I'm sure. Um, but then again, you know, think about it. Like the the ethics board is not investigating the criminal side. They're only investigating the ethics part. So this, oh, okay. I don't know where this one even falls in there, or whether it's just something really crappy that she did, an abuse of her position, maybe. But there's nothing illegal about doing that. It just goes to show, I guess, as evidence of the book, her planning to write that book all along. And and the fact that she had access to the surveillance video, I have a little bit of trouble believing that she didn't meet her until the last week. I have been told, I have seen in the complaint that this woman was there every day. Mm. All right, let's go to number three, these courthouse tours, which to me was very salacious. Tell us uh, what you learned about that. So in the complaint, and I have semi-verified this through other pretty trusted sources. But I will say again, they, these are the allegations. I can't prove them because I'm not an investigator, but these are the allegations that are included in the complaint and allegations that I've said, hey, is this true? And to reliable sources who have said, yeah, but not just that, more than that, more than that. That's true, but there's also more. But the allegation that was in the complaint was that she was given tours to the courthouse. Uh, she would say to them, you are free to make a donation. I believe she said in her book that she was accepting donations for those tours. So that part we know is true. She told them it was to get new windows for the courthouse. The courthouse needed new windows. And she would take checks that one of these people wrote a check for $100. I believe it would have been made out to the county, Halton County, for instance. Uh, I believe that another allegation is that she scratched through Colleton County 
put her name on there, deposited that check into her personal account. It was a $100 check. Okay, this is crazy to me because if if this is true, that there's there are a litany of really serious crimes, including misuse of government funds, theft, forgery, I'm sure other ones that I, I don't know because I'm not a criminal defense attorney. But where where I'm wondering about this is if this is true, this this ethics complaint happened back in July and she really did this check fraud and theft and all these things, don't you think she would have been charged with something by now? No, because you you got to remember that they're doing an investigation. The investigation was referred to SLED by the Ethics Commission because these complaints weren't made to SLED. They were made to the Ethics Commission. Oh. So, And the Ethics Commission doesn't have the power to arrest anybody. They just have the power to talk to the governor and say she doesn't need to be in office anymore. So, And I also believe that SLED is doing a very thorough investigation. They're not... But I think they have charges they can bring right now against her, but I think they're waiting until they get everything, and that would bring you to the next. Um, <laughs> the next, <laughs> the number. next eavesdropping, the le- eavesdropping, the eavesdropping. Yes, the eavesdropping. The ethics commission investigation was sent to her on July sixth. That means the complaint was written before that. The trial ended in March, so at some point on July sixth, Becky now is aware that there is an ethics violation pending against her. So. The deputy county administrator is the person who has was alleged to have been tapped or, you know, they were eavesdropping on. So my question was always, what did she do that they're looking at that? Why are they want the information from the county administrator or the deputy county administrator? The answers come back from several different people that she is the liaison between the ethics board and the county. So when the ethics commission or investigator calls and says, hey, I need this, this and this, they call her. So the reason why Becky's son would be wiretapping her phone would be to stay ahead of this investigation, find out what this investigator is looking for. And I'm also told that the reason they knew that they were being investigated or that they're being wiretapped was because every time the State Ethics Commission would call in, Becky would magically appear to Ms. Utsi, the deputy administrator. So Ms. Utsi gets a call from the ethics investigator. And then, boom, Becky appears every uh-huh. single time. So at some point it became, hey, how do you know to call? You know, this is really suspect timing that you actually reach out this time. Uh, and honestly, that's really the only way you would know if you think about it. Sometimes they click. Sometimes you might find, uh, you know, something on the phone. But who, who would Miss Utsi be sitting there looking for some way to for, that somebody was be, tape, right. uh, tapping her phone? It makes it makes perfect sense that the way they found out in this and it goes with what I've heard that the way that they figured out that they were being tapped was that Becky showed up every time the investigator called. So mm. I don't think she found a tap on her phone or a little, you know, like in spy movies. I don't think there was a little thing in the receiver on her phone. I think that they just knew to look and they found it because of timing and acti- action. Yes. OK, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but, you know, you're getting leaks about this ethics complaint. We live in a small state. Lori and I discovered that my sister-in-law delivered her son. I mean, this is a small state (laughs) and and people (laughs) talk. So I don't know. Could she have gotten this information from somebody else? Oh, you mean like uh, somebody with working within the ethics commission or something like that? Or somebody. I mean, she's a court official. She's probably tied into a lot of these people. She could have gotten tipped off by somebody else. Becky, they're talking about every single time. And then if it, and if so, well, then maybe. why is that? Why is the phone tapped in? 
then you still have to. If you still have to I mean, he's been arrested for this. Yeah. You have to have a reason for the wiretap. There has to be some kind of. What information reason, was he after? Motive. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. There's got to be a motive for tapping her phone, in particular. Yeah. And I, I the, there's allegations that there may be some other phones that were tapped too, because there are some allegations that somebody wanted Becky's job, but huh. for, for Miss Utsi's oh, wow. phone, why are you tapping? Her phone. It made no sense to me. She's not part of the court. I mean, I thought when we heard eavesdropping, I thought, oh, God, they, she was eavesdropping on the jury room. Yeah. No, it's not the jury room. It's the deputy county administrator. Why would you tap her phone? And oh. it makes perfect sense because the investigators calling her. She's the one who's providing information to the investigator. They want to stay one step ahead. Now, take that a step further. The book's already written. You cannot unwrite that book as bad as it is and as much as she might want to, you can't unwrite that book. So it has to be about the money. It has to be. Not even about the money, but about the investigation into the investigation into the money. Right. Right. Because she knows the book is already written. And that's where you kind of start saying, let me piece this together. And that's why, you know, when I say part of it is fact, part of it is speculation. Part of it, you know, is allegations. It's just the next logical step Hmm. for me. Whenever okay. you start questioning why she's tapping this woman's phone, and it was this woman's phone that she's alleged to, or he, sorry, he, he, or, not sorry, her. Yeah. yeah, he, why, why tap his phone? Um, that is the next logical step is to say why. And that is the only reason that has come up. And then, okay, so she wants to stay ahead of the ethics investigation. There are two things that are pending in front of the ethics investigation. Well, that you can't unwrite the book, so it doesn't do you any good to know what the ethics investigation was uncovering, but it does do you good to know what money they're finding. Let's talk about one of our sponsors. It is factor. You can eat stress-free this spring with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh meal is never frozen and it is chef crafted dietitian approved, uh, including popular options like calorie smart, keto protein plus, and they are ready in just two minutes. Where did you have chili the other day? Delicious. And if you want gourmet meals, you can try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, asparagus. So head to factormeals.com slash impact50 and use code impact50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code's impact50 at factormeals.com slash impact50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Impact 50 at factormeals.com slash impact 50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Well, I spoke to uh, Neil Gordon, her co-author, at the uh, sentencing hearing this week, and he expects her to be fully cleared. And I'm sure you know, he does. Thinks <laughs> yeah. that they're going to be able to promote the book after um, after she's cleared up with, with all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I, I want to move next into the search warrant. It's been reported that there was a search warrant 
for her phone related to that's these factual. E- eavesdropping yeah. charges. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, right, that's yeah. a fact. Okay. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, and it, well, and they didn't say related to the eavesdropping charge, but they did say that they, it was seized by SLED, and SLED okay. is investigating the eavesdropping charge. So you put that two, you know, we have to put two and two together. I think it's related to the eavesdropping charge. Again, why would her son just out of the, you know, blue tap Ootsie's phone if the information wasn't going to Becky? So they were looking for that information on her phone. Now, that's where it's going to take some time. That's where we have to sit and wait on Becky's fate, if you will, because dumping that phone and finding whatever it is that they're looking for is not a quick process. So I still think that you have to put two and two together. I mean, he's he's the tech guy. Why is the tech guy, which, by the way, nepotism aside, that's a $90,000 a year job, I, somebody told me, Um why is the tech guy just out of you know his own concern? Is he worried about his job? He's tight, you know. Is he worried they were going to fire him? That doesn't make any sense. He did it for his mama, and now they're looking for the evidence of that on her phone. And, and then he's, he's no longer working with uh, Colleton County. Is that accurate? <laughs> no. After being arrested for wiretapping someone's phone, yeah, they did fire him. But take it to the next step. Take it to the next step of, of the phone. Yeah, the switcher switcheroo on the phone thing. Oh, yeah, Yeah. the the switcheroo on the phone. But, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait on the results of what happens with this. She didn't use the county phone, right? Is that the basic? Well, I think you're issued a county phone, correct, If if you're a court official? Yes, she was issued a county phone, and remember she got the letter. And I could have my dates wrong, but I I believe that I read this. But remember that this ethics letter is dated um, the 6th of July. And I... I'm 90% sure that I read that she transferred her phone to her private line at the end of July. So within a month, she's transferring her phone to her private line. And again, the Ethics Commission can subpoena and get a copy of her county phone, but now it's become her personal phone. They can't get it. Maybe she was trying to separate her work duties from these other, the book. Yeah, but the timing's interesting though, right? Seton, I love your heart, but you really (laughs) think... Do you really think the woman didn't have a personal cell phone that entire time? I don't know. I'm trying to give everybody the benefit the benefit of the doubt until the re- the investigation is complete. Yeah, to, yeah bring up some I, questions. Even if you do, uh, you know, even if she transferred that phone that had information, if they find information on that phone related to this investigation, then it's obstruction of justice, and there goes another charge against her. Okay, let's talk about the picture. There was a picture that made its way, and I actually saw it back in the time when this happened about Alec Murdoch mm-hmm. in the um, holding room during yeah. the trial, waiting, waiting the fate of of the jury. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, it's in her book, right? It's in her book. No, it's not in her book. Oh it, no, where it, was it? Not, it not. was on social media. Oh, that's right. That's on, right. That's right. I'm sorry. Facebook. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. yes, Facebook. But that, yeah. I, I will say there were videos, surveillance, uh, like monitors in the courtroom in different levels. In the maybe, courthouse. In the courthouse. Maybe somebody snapped a picture on one of those. I can't speak for Colleton County. I can speak for every other courthouse I have been in, and I have never seen surveillance video of the holding cells being shown anywhere but to the officers who were standing outside of the holding cells. Oh, so you mean like there wouldn't be like a security center where they saw no. where the, you would like a cameras on the outside of the courthouse, inside of the courthouse, maybe an inside of the courtroom. Was, 
you know, you're talking about Carlton County, too, and obviously they have the camera up there, but they also have one officer who is standing back there making sure that he doesn't, you know, tie the sheet around his neck. So yeah. that they're not, I don't see them, like, like, you know, a, hey, they have that great tech guy. Maybe he wired it up for everybody to see. I don't know. <laughs> but you're I don't I don't think that that's how it worked. I don't I've never seen anybody except for law enforcement um, because the, Becky's not in charge of the holding cell. The clerk of court, the, the court personnel, they're not in charge. That's the jail. That's the that's the sheriff's department's area, the security um, department's area. It has nothing to do with the running of court. So whoever took that photo is it, it's an obviously an inside job. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And it ends up on the one of those uh, Murdoch Facebook pages. Posted by Melissa Gordon. And it was posted by, yes, that's the important part. It's posted by the photographer for the book. And right. the husband wrote the book with Becky. We, right. we don't know for sure that Becky it. took it or where that photo came yeah, from. Right. I mean, that's why I think that there needs to be an investigation. Yeah, I, I, again, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, that, that I actually think if you look and hold on, if you give me one second, I'll try to pull it back up because I had it up a second ago. He's like sitting in his um, cell and he's reading. A, he has a yeah, I, I, I saw it and I actually took a screenshot way back when, when I saw it. Cause I was like, Ooh, that's, that's interesting. All right, this is um, Becky Neal's post about that. This is the original and only photo taken of Alex in, Alec in his holding cell in the Collison County Courthouse. It is significant for three reasons. One, it is from the security camera monitor as eyes were on him. Two, it was taken during jury deliberations shortly before he was convicted of murdering his wife and son. Three, he liked to read true crime books while in the holding cell during courtroom or lunch breaks. Becky Hill, the clerk of court, and I collaborated on our true crime book, and we hope you'll visit Behind the Doors. So an advertisement from Neil Gordon and specifically stating that it came from the surveillance camera. Oh, wait, that whole, that was all one post. That was all one post. That's oh, okay, okay, okay. All okay. one post. Yeah, okay. So. Uh, social media is not, the- is not a good thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, so Neil Gordon mentions Becky, not that she took the photo, but mentions Becky and the book, and the photo is in that same post where he mentions Becky in the book. So the tie in there is at least something that needs to be looked into. Yes. And there's another post that says from Neil that says, Becky and I dedicate a chapter to what's happened after the trial to a small town Mayberry for a limited time. Becky will autograph copies of her book. And then below that is the picture of him uh, in the holding cell. And there's a picture below of a nice little family who did a tour. <laughs> of uh, the oh. courthouse, sitting in that same holding cell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sitting. Oh, the tour. You get to sit in the same cell that Alec was in. Is that yeah? The kind of thing? That's that's kind right. Of weird. Yeah, I didn't know who would really want to do those tours, but yeah, at least that part. Well, could you... and the the very last allegation um, is that there was special kind of consideration given to Netflix and that sort of thing about use of the courthouse and what it was closed early. Yes, that's part of the allegation in the um, ethics complaint that not only Netflix, but there is a, and I can tell you, there's a, one of the posts from social media from Michael DeWitt. I will be joining my Colleton County friends at the Walterboro Courthouse again this Friday. And I'm looking forward to it. If you haven't met fellow author Becky Hill, the friendly folks of the Colleton County Chamber of Commerce, or taking the behind the scenes tour of now famous courthouse, you are missing out. Come and see us Friday in Walterboro, the front porch of the Low Country. Well, uh, he did a book signing in the courthouse. 
you know, I, I'm conflicted on this. We actually filmed uh, for with the Oxygen Network before the murder trial, what, probably two years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a, we were in the, and it was it's before for, Labor you, Day. You so. can rent, you could rent it. I mean, it was available. We actually ate our lunch in one of the jury deliberation rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I would say, where did that money go, first of all? And second of all, did she send her staff home and were the staff being paid because that's an abuse of funds? Well, I don't know. We had to, we had to go. If, 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 if the courthouse was not being used, that particular courtroom room was not being used. There's other courtrooms, right? Yes. Like parent, uh, you know, some other stuff in there other than that main one. And there could be some revenue generated for space that wasn't being used. And also, if you look at a lot of the documentaries, you see Alan Wilson and Creighton Waters being filmed in their offices at the AG's office. That's part of their duties, though. They're not sending people home to do this. Yeah. I think that's where the allegation gonna, comes in. Yes, we yeah. don't know, right? if you are If you are collecting money, let's make sure that money went to the county. Yeah, that's uh, B, yeah, if you send your staff home who are supposed to be working and you're paying them to be at home, that's a misappropriation of county funds. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. And you've gotten a lot of heat for this uh, TikTok video, right? You've, 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 oh, every one she does, probably. Yeah. <laughs> every time I open my mouth, I seem to get some heat. But, you know, I uh, I just take it and roll with it. I love the best one I saw. Somebody sent me a screenshot of somebody saying that she gets her mouth rolling a whole lot whenever she's come from a happy hour. And I'm like, that is, I don't, I barely drink. I certainly do not get on TikTok after I drink because I do have, um, you know, a colorful language. So I don't ever drink before I get on TikTok. So whoever wrote that is, you know, I'm coming after you for defamation. I don't do that. But either way, yes, I take heat for it. I feel the way I feel. You can feel the way you want to feel. I don't, you know, fault anybody for feeling the way they feel. Um, We're you know, an open we platform. About, we like it. I yeah. like to bring on people with, with different opinions and takes on things because I think that's, and let everyone formulate their own view. Yeah. You know? but, yeah, and I agree. And I appreciate the opportunity to to give you a differing view because I know that, especially if you, Seton, you and I know, both, if you're on Twitter, then there oh, is gosh, one view over there. It's a terrible place. Yeah. I know. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a war ground. <laughs> it is something over there. But, and I sit there and I, you know, I engage with those people. Like, you want to have a conversation? Let's have a conversation. Don't insult me. Right. Let's have a conversation about it like grownups. A respectful but debate. I welcome those views. Yes, and I welcome people's views. I know, I know not everybody thinks like I do, um, and that's fine. But I'm entitled to my opinion, just like you're entitled to your opinion, and that's what makes America great. And my opinion changes all the time. I listen to <laughs> I listen to people, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I listen to someone else, and it makes sense. And yeah. I think well, I appreciate the fact that listeners. you have literally, yeah, you have challenged me on every single thing I've said today, and that's perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I mean, no, I, I welcome it. Like, you know, we nobody should blindly just agree with me. If you want to know the answer, I mean, you're giving me a chance to explain why I came to that conclusion that I came to. And again, everything that I said, uh, there's it's allegations. I say that in the video several times. These are the allegations. This is what it leads me to believe. These are my beliefs. It doesn't have to be yours. But these are my beliefs. Yeah. Well, well I I'll go on record. You. I'm a fan. So. Yeah. I appreciate Thank it. I appreciate you letting us, uh, you know, see and push well. back a little bit. And it's always a uh, cool uh, when we're on court TV together. And we'll have I you back soon, Lori. All right. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Thank uh, you, Lori. Goes. Lori, okay. Lori, lawyer, lawyer, as you know her. All right. I know you want to comment on that. <laughs> and you can do it. Impact of influence on Facebook. Are you ready to take those on, Seton? 
I will try to get to them. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I, I try to respond, but some sometimes I don't have a response. And if I don't respond, please don't take it personally. It just means I don't know how to respond. We will uh, wait for your responses and your comments. And again, uh, Impact of Influence on Facebook. Rate, comment, share. We'll talk soon, friend. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com <laughs>